Welcome to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Griego-Kyle of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, we discuss sustainable impact investing, creating portfolios that match your values, and a variety of other topics such as financial education, social justice, and sustainable food systems. Do you want to know if your investments seek the kind of accountability from corporations that you demand? Listen in as we explore the burning question, are you investing like you give a damn? Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Grigo-Kyle from Horizons Sustainable Financial Services. Kim, how are you? I'm great. I'm working on planting that cheese tree that you discussed. I'm telling you, right? I just, I would get so excited. And then on hot days, you have melted cheese for nachos. I mean, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I that's how it works I, or not. But. Yeah, right. So some of our listeners may be a little confused about what I just said. But <laughs> <laughs> it, when we wrapped up the previous podcast, um, podcast 78, we uh, Eric threw us a weird bone about growing a cheese tree. So... <laughs> Well, Our you know. guest on podcast 78 and and now I brought her back is Elizabeth Alfano, CEO of VegTech, uh, which is um, manager of an ETF called EatV, which I just love that ticker symbol. <laughs> so Elizabeth, welcome back. Um, let me just do a quick recap for listeners if they have not yet listened to 78. And I really encourage you to do so because there's so much energy and so much information in that podcast that some of it will blow your mind. Um, we had a deep conversation around um, where plant-based products are going, what's coming down the pike in terms of actual food that we can eat. We also, oh, we talked about um, food justice issues around moving to a more plant-based diet. Not that we expect everyone to eat vegan a hundred percent of the time, because that's just not realistic for most people. Um, and as Eric and I said, mm, cheese is a really big problem <laughs> to do that, but there are so many amazing plant-based products out there and it, the field is really growing. So let's kind of dive back in Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining me again. Sure thing. Great to be here. Thanks for having me back twice. Yeah. I think I could probably have you back a half a dozen times. <laughs> um, so I have a couple questions for you. And this is something that occurred to me as I was preparing for this podcast and wondering how the plant-based food system shift is also affecting the use of plastics in the industry for packaging and that kind of thing. Is there a shift in that area as well. Do you know? Well, you know, packaging going through its own reinvigoration, if you will, and um, sustainable plastics coming out and truly recyclable. I think we as a nation and maybe we as a globe have never really nailed the recycle uh, mm -hmm. dilemma. And we can talk about, I'm not the expert there for sure, but we could talk about is is it a lack of education about how and what and why, or is that industry was allowed to put out things that we all think are recyclable and we weren't educated on like, oh, the cap of that right. soda bottle is not recyclable. And then when you put in the non-recyclable cap in the recycled bin, everything can't be recycled. So 
uh, for me, it's a lot of lack of education about how, what, why, where, when it's maybe a lot of letting businesses off the hook. We can talk about that too, at least in terms of what we would do with our fund and how we do not accept that. <laughs> Cause then you Good. don't have real change, which is where we are with recycling. We didn't get the change we all wanted and we all tried. I mean, the right. poor consumer tried there. So I feel like, Hmm, industry and government kind of let us down on that one. So, but anyways, there, there that's are more a whole another topic. Really, right. but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming back for podcast seven now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, as I understand it, you know, we're shifting how we feed people while we're continuing to feed people. It's like turning the car while you're still driving. So, you know, if you think about it that way, so everyone's like, oh my God, you're taking away my meat. You're making me go vegan. No, we've already discussed, spoiler alert, the world is not going vegan. No one thinks the world's going vegan. It's not, (laughs) but we are trying to be more conscious and shift while we move, while we, you know, still eat, while we move the car, while we still eat people, we're trying to shift. And according to the Boston Consulting Group, the plant-based foods industry will be about 11% of the food sector by 2035. That represents 290 billion. So give or take 10 or 11% of the food market in the next 10 to 13 years will be plant-based. So that's the speed at which we're talking. That's still incredible growth. And 290 billion is a big number that I like, and I'm all about it for my fun. It is incredible growth, but I am also thinking it's not enough. Mm, If we're talking about 2050 or 2035, and then even 2050, there was another number that I saw on your website, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's not enough. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, the discussions I have with Boston Consulting Group is um, we intentionally we're conservative because we don't want to make a mistake. So mm. I think it's going to happen much faster. And let's talk, oh, this, let's talk about, let's talk <laughs> about why it's going to happen faster. So we, we gave some of the planetary reasons in our last podcast. I hope you guys can listen in, yeah. but and I'm going off on tangent because we're talking about so many things you asked me about plastics. So <laughs> let me first answer that. And then I'm going to come back to industry. Okay. So, yes. so when you look at a growth of about from here, we're at 39 billion, we're going to 290 billion. It's going to be about uh, 11% of the marketplace in a 10 to 12 year period. I think the packaging system can catch up with us. So first of all, when I see people buy meat, because it's true, I don't buy it myself. Um, I see packaging. They don't walk home with like steak in their hand. So I think it's, you know, packaging around steak or packaging around plant-based steak. It's pretty much the same, but I expect, fully expect packaging to get better and to address the industry, to address that problem as well. So I mentioned the word industry. Why do I think, why does Boston Consulting Group, why does Bloomberg concur? Why do we see that the world is going to shift at an increasingly high rate, so maybe even more than 11% in our near future. Because what we talked about in the last podcast, climate change, food injustice, um, misuse or disproportionate use of resources, um, incredible deforestation, the concern for planetary health as well as human health, those are all financial risks to industry. So as the industry creates these issues of climate change, food injustice, and um, using the world's most precious resources such that we're running out of things like water, that translates directly to their bottom line. 
carbon pricing is coming. That's going to be disadvantageous to the to them. Due diligence is coming and scrutiny over, you know, we're looking at the SEC, looking at your scope one, two, and three emissions. So hopefully everybody knows what that is. Um, so up and down the supply chain, looking at your emissions, that would be scope three, gross overstatement, overgeneralization. But those are all financial risks and the financial risk to meet companies and meet industries. That, that means even meat lobbies is growing and they would like to mitigate their risks. They would like a better business bottom line. We talked about the inefficiencies of calorie conversion in, uh, in our last podcast. We also talk about the inefficiency of water use and deforestation and land use. Those are direct costs of goods sold. If you can lower your cost of goods sold by having a more efficient system, what business person wouldn't want to do that? And unless yes. <laughs> you are a very particular individual, most people don't voluntarily say, oh, my real joy in life is hurting animals. No, most people say my real joy in life is making money. So if you can True. give me a system that makes money, I mean, business rewards efficiency. It's as yes. simple as that. And animal and agriculture you, is inefficient. Let me just say, when you say people are interested in making money, we're talking about the investing side. It's not about greed. It's not about, um, you know, I must make all the money I can and not care about anything because this is an investing podcast and you're talking about your ETF. Yes. And yeah. And so we do want to look, I mean, we do in all of our investments, we really look at the financial risk of a company in our portfolio, yes. whether it's a mutual fund, an ETF, an individual stock and financial risks also include, you know, the issues around climate change that you just mentioned and water. Yeah. And th these are all big financial risks and in investments. Yes. So yes. can I ask you some questions, the fund itself? 100%. And, yeah. And I'm curious, well, what I actually love is that you put your all of your stocks on your website, what yes. you currently own and the percentage in that. And most people will just throw the top 10 up there. Um, but I'm curious about a couple of them. So tell me about the Anheuser-Busch oh. stocks and the Coors stocks. How I can't is, wait to tell but, you about that. Yeah. Tell, I mean, okay. I, I'm not opposed to alcohol and most of my clients are not either, but I'm just so curious about why that's in, in Eat V. Okay. I, and I want to answer that in just one second. Yeah. I just want to put a little bow on our last commentary. Um, we invest in the companies that we invest in because we think plant-based innovation solves some of the world's most pressing issues. And when you do that, there's a lot of money to be made and there's a lot of joy in that. So we have huge problems on our hands. We addressed them in the last podcast and here we have huge solutions available to us. So we want to make sure that we drive capital to the companies that are solving these issues. And luckily for us, not only do consumers agree, Gen Z and millennials, it's their planet that they're inheriting and they got the memo that things aren't good, but industry agrees and so do governments. You don't have political legitimacy when you can't feed people. So food insecurity, we talked about it on the last podcast, is a big thing. So what are the major drivers? You have government, industry, and consumers all agreeing that they want to shift. That's why this is a megatrend. 
That's why this is going to be 11% or more by 2035. And um, that's why we wanted to bring Eat V to the marketplace because we wanted to let globally, I'll say Wall Street, if, you know, the big umbrella. Right. There's electric vehicles, yes. There's alternative energy, yes. But we created Eat V, and in doing so, we've created a completely new impact investment sector, and that's plant-based innovation, alternative proteins. And it is a mega trend for the things that we're discussing. So let's um, look at the fund. And um, if you missed it on the last podcast, we have 41 companies from around the globe, and we look at the entire supply chain, And we look at any company that is innovating to create with plants or plant-derived ingredients, like we talked about precision fermentation on the last podcast, and that's only possible because of sugar, water, and technology and plant-derived ingredients. So even though it's making an animal protein, it's replacing animals. So it's in our fund. We'll talk about it in just a second because Anheuser-Busch plays a big role in precision fermentation. We're getting to it, folks. We're getting to it. Yeah. Yeah. So any point in the supply chain, if you are innovating to replace animals for what we have understood here to be sustainable consumption, because that's what it is, then you're in our fund. Okay. So who the heck is in the fund when we have this thesis and mandate? Well, we have 88% of the fund is food companies, but 12% is materials. We also want a sustainable food material supply system. So if you're changing things, you should Wherever you see that you can make positive impact, you should. So it's replacing animals in food and materials. So we'll get to a very odd materials company. Oh, called I can't Tesla. wait. But this that also goes back to my question on plastics, because yes, you're also right. looking at companies that are technology related around that. Okay, go. Go yes, back. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. We haven't found a packaging company that we like enough, but we look at packaging We look at this. So I want to say about our theme, you know, innovating with plants to replace animal products for sustainable consumption, but you still have to be a good business. You still have to run your business well. You still have to be a certain size, et cetera. So not everyone gets in just because they're replacing animals. Then you have to be a really good company. Okay. So that's why we haven't found a packaging company yet, but if it would um, positively impact our our food supply system, uh, we would consider it. Okay. So Um, Why do we have Anheuser-Busch? Well, let's talk about the five sectors of the fund, five funnels where we invest. So we start early on. We talked about monocropping in the last podcast. So ag tech is a big funnel for us. That means vertical farms and greenhouses and natural fertilizers. You know, these companies that are helping to produce more plants so we can have access to more plants and eat less meat. So we start there. Then the next funnel is innovation and technology. So we talked about precision fermentation and cultivated meat. These companies, B2B companies that are creating these technologies and licensing them out to others. So that's a big sector. Then we have ingredients. In the last podcast, we talked about, hey, we got to stop monocropping. So we have these novel ingredients. You're going to start seeing plant products made from fava bean, chickpea, quinoa, in addition to soy, in addition to pea protein. So we want to stop monocropping. We want to have diversity. Consumers love choice. When you say monocropping, I'm not sure everyone understands what that is. So in the last podcast, we talked about there 80 billion animals on the planet, 10 times more people on earth. So you have to feed, make a lot of crops, cut down a lot of trees to make a lot of crops to feed a lot of animals. So they tend to grow three things, only soy, 
only corn, corn. only alfalfa. Yeah. This kind of monocropping, just growing the same corn again and again, really depletes the soil and in doing so also releases carbon. So you, and, and the re soil regenerates. I am not a farmer, so I'm giving the cliff notes here. And <laughs> by the way, hats off to farmers and we can talk about farmers. They are not left out of this conversation. I think farmers do better when they switch from, let's say, cattle raising to growing mushrooms. Mushrooms being so meaty, you can do so much plant-based greatness mm. uh, with mushrooms, even though mushrooms are not an animal nor a plant, they're a fungi, but we call it's, them plant-based for the purposes of this conversation. Yeah. Well, they do grow out of the ground. So that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like how you roll. I like how you think. Uh, yes. So, okay. Back to the thing, novel ingredients, you're going to see much more diversified crops. This is better for the soil. It's better for the consumer so they can have, you know, much more diversity in their choices. Then we go to the companies that are working on flavor and texturing. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, you look at companies like Givaudin, this multinational company out of Switzerland and sentient technologies, they're working on nailing that flavor, nailing the taste. No one's going to switch if it doesn't taste good. So if right. you want to shift the global food supply system and you want consumers to get on board, it has to taste good. And I then, agree because I'm not a fan of fava beans, but oh. if you flavor them up, I bet I would eat them. <laughs> 100%. Cooking's all about the spices anyways. Yes, so yes. Even the meat, right? You're all about, you know, that. You flavor it. Right. Oh, please, please don't put that on your steak. Oh, okay. oh, okay. I don't eat meat, so I don't know. Is that a bad one? Oh, okay. So sorry. Like no, okay. Sorry, personal choice. Okay, so that at the very end, you have the funnel of consumer packaged goods. All the brands you would know, of course, Beyond Meat and Oatly. We could talk about beating up of Beyond Meat, which is not really reflective of the stock in and of itself. I feel happy to talk yeah. about that if you'd like. Um, but you also have, you know, Vitasoy out of Hong Kong and, and other things. I think there's more plant-based products than just those two. So now when you look at those five things, that's how we come up with the 41 companies up and down nice. the supply chain. So let's talk about Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. You'd say, well, why would, I mean, okay, their, veer, their beer is vegan. That's nice. Okay. But you know, is there a lot of innovation going on there? Well, yes, there is. Let's talk about it. Oh. Anheuser-Busch is the largest fermenter in the world. Who has the most knowledge about fermenting? It would be the beer companies and Anheuser-Busch being the biggest. So they have been helping startups in the precision fermentation space. Got to listen to the last that episode, is folks. We talked phenomenal. about it. It's so cool. Remember I talked about that ice cream. I was like, you can go yes. get that right. They help them. They help them okay. scale up because, you know, building your own factory is so expensive. So if this company can use space in the Anheuser-Busch factories to scale some of their fermented proteins there and riff off of the AB InBev knowledge, much better for that small startup to become larger and make real scale, come at scale. So Amazing. they help okay. the um, every company, which is um, doing precision fermentation, egg whites, so that you don't need chicken eggs. Cause you know, egg whites are in everything. They're like a mm. B2B product in almost everything. So you really need to quickly replace that. So they're helping the, every company with egg whites, they're helping perfect day, make brave robot ice cream. They also are, you know, usually when you make alcohol, you have all this barley at the end of it, right? the spent barley mm -hmm. that usually goes to animal feed. 
they are upcycling their spent barley to make plant-based barley milk. So they work with a company called Take Two and they're producing plant-based milk as an alternative to not supporting the animal industry. They're starting to use their otherwise spent ingredients in an upcycled way. So that's why Anheuser-Busch is in there. They're actually, and you know, that's so sorry. I, I, it's your own podcast and I'm not letting you speak. Right. No, I, it, you're, it's fine. Uh, when I have a guest on, I want them to tell me all the things, right? But I am sitting here thinking, you know, one of the questions I get asked a lot by clients or other folks, and, and of course now the SEC, how do we know that what we're putting in our client portfolios is doing what we say it's doing. And mm -hmm. I tell my clients, you know, the one thing about the impact investing industry or, you know, ESG industry, whatever you want to label it, is that I can call you and say, why do you have Anheuser-Busch yeah. in your portfolio? And you're going to tell me, and I'm going to pass that information on directly to my client. And they go, wow, that is so much more than I would have ever thought about a, a you know, a beer company. Yeah. I'm blown away by this. And I think my clients are going to really enjoy hearing about that piece. Well, and what I love about it is to me, it's sort of life affirming. I had talked about that trifecta, which means that's why we're going to succeed consumers, government and industry all wanting the same thing and all starting to spend against it to spend for change. Anheuser-Busch, huge company. They could easily dig in their heels, do nothing, make beer, the end of it. They're not. And we look for those kind of companies, Givaudan of Switzerland, also another one, Ingridion, you know, we can talk about some more of these companies, but we look for these large multinationals that are directionally seeing that they can help make a change and they're willing to do it. And Heiser-Busch not even involved in food. And here you see they're starting to put their imprint on shifting the global food supply system. To us, it's meaningful. It's absolutely meaningful. And and um, it's phenomenal. I hope that there are more companies that are going to be leading this charge that wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily think of because honestly, how are we going to feed 10 billion people in, you know, by 2050 on this planet? And I have to reiterate that. How are you going to feed 10 billion people when you're not getting more land and you're not getting more water? Right. So we right. currently can't do that. We are forced to shift our supply system to be more efficient. Yes. Or we can't feed that amount of people. Right. We're not feeding, uh, we're really not feeding them now. No, we're feeding so, animals. Yes. There's so, so wasteful. many people who are really lacking um, just basic life. Yes. Affirming, you know, items and, you know, water, food. Yes. All of that. So it's, it is great to see what you're doing and, I can't wait to see how this goes long-term because we should mention you literally started this firm, oh my there, Lord. this ETF, December, 2021. Yeah. So December 28th. And yes. then the world fell off a cliff January 4th. Right. Yeah. So here you are in this industry going, oh my God, our brand new ETF is just going down and down and down. But you know yeah. what? I, as I tell people as well buy low, sell high. And this is such a great time to take advantage of those opportunities. Well, so let's talk about that for a second. You know, we're looking at potentially historically all time lows for small and mid cap 
firms, these small, um, smaller firms. So they've really taken a hit. You know, everything's down. So it's not just us, of course, everything's down um, double digits, but uh, you're seeing real opportunity to buy early, buy in the dip, buy when it's low, et cetera, et cetera, in these small and mid cap companies. And we've talked about megatrend and we've talked about megatrend happening really quickly because you've got that trifecta of interested parties all working towards mm. the same thing. So we see it as a megatrend and mark my words, you don't even have to listen to me. It's happening already. Wars are going to be fought over food and water. I oh see yes. I've already said, taken. Yeah. I've definitely said that about water. Absolutely. Yeah. And you see this taking place already in the political landscape. So the fire is on to shift our global food supply system, or we all fail big time. Yeah. You know, I, as we said at the beginning, we could literally continue this yes, as a podcast between you and I, I know. indefinitely. I, um, I want to kind of wrap this up um, before we really run out of time. And is there anything you want to, say that you, that you haven't said yet, that is very important to you and your fund and, and your long-term goals on this process. Well, I'll say that it's been a joy, nothing short of an enormous joy. I speak so much to the financial community and they did know about electric vehicles and they knew about alternative energy but they had never understood that there was a connection between our global food supply system and the environment. And in creating this new impact asset class led by EatV, we're bringing alternative proteins and plant-based innovation to the street with a new impact asset class. And it's been a joy to help the financial community make that connection. And um, we're just really thrilled that we've been able to do that. And I do want to just say, you've already said it, but anyone can reach out to me. I mean, you can always find me if you have more questions. I'm on LinkedIn, you know, just come find me and I'll answer you directly there. Um, but please take a look at the EatV ETF and hey, the website's EATVETF.com. <laughs> um, and you will see some materials in there. So just, you know, we talked about it, 12% is materials. So there's like Elf Beauty, which is committed to not using animal oils in its makeup. Yes, there are animals oils in your makeup, in your perfume. Oh. So we've been finding those material companies that are replacing even Tesla. So here's like a really fun story. So Tesla, when it decided to take out all leather, animal leather, because mm -hmm. of its environmental impact, and obviously it's focused oh. on having an environmental car, it went 100% vegan leather. That forced BMW and Mercedes-Benz to go 50% vegan leather. Oh, look, excellent. We count Tesla as a materials company. Obviously it's capped because it's so big, you don't want it to run away. So it's just a small part, but that is directionally really meaningful as they shift the entire automobile sector to start going vegan. Now, automobile leather is second only to shoe leather in terms of how much mm -hmm. leather is made. And if you've ever seen a tannery, Lord knows there's nothing Ooh. environmentally sustainable about that. So, you know, we look to these large companies that could dig in their heels and not do anything and are really directionally shifting the supply systems, both material and food. So yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm passionate. <laughs> I, I just want to say too, on that shifting, you know, away from like leather shoes and all of those mm -hmm. pieces, uh, there's a company I won't mention because people can find them, but I am loving their shoes, which are made out of plastic, oh. recycled plastic. And so cool. These are the most comfortable shoes I have ever worn in my entire life. And they are very fashionable. 
So don't you love it when you get like, <laughs> oh my God, I got fashion and comfort and environmentally sustainable yeah. recycled plastics. Fab- fabulous. Exactly. So I have really enjoyed having you on this podcast and I think we're going to see each other soon in person, right? October. And yeah. yeah. We get to actually meet in person instead of virtually. And I'm super excited about that because I just love your energy. It's Aww. great. I, I, and as, as I've said, I've enjoyed having you on and thank you so much. I do want to remind listeners a couple of things. One, none of the companies that we've mentioned today are um, be implied as something you should go invest in immediately. Please speak with your financial advisor before investing in any of these companies. And we are investment advisors here at Horizon. So if you have questions around plant-based innovation, uh, climate change uh, issues on your in your stocks, your your bonds, your mutual funds. That's what we're here for. So you can contact us at info at horizonssfs.com or call us on the phone, 505-982-9661. And we would be happy to discuss this with you and how we can make that happen in your portfolios. So Thanks. I think Eric may have a couple of questions before we finally wrap up. Well, I do have, I have one question. I have one statement that, you know, toward the end of the podcast, you, you mentioned that there's animal oils and makeup and I knew there was a reason I stopped wearing makeup. And now that's the reason (laughs) I can claim, I'm just going to say that out loud, but no, I I do have a serious question when it comes to the ETF and and I want to make sure that this is compliance friendly and all that. Is there a minimum to get involved in, in the ETF that you represent Elizabeth? Cause I didn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah. I love this question. No, you can, you know, if you're younger and you're just thinking about this, but you know, you've got $10 you can get hop right on your Robin hood and, and do that amount. And of course we hope that people get in in a bigger, meaningful way, but you don't have to, you know, so it's anywhere at your convenience level. Um, you do whatever you feel like. And you're available on a number of platforms. So oh my gosh, yeah. Fidelity, Ameritrade, Schwab, E-Trade, um, all over the place. And you can right, find all this information at eatvetf.com. Yeah, I love the fact that she said if you're if you're younger, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I know you weren't talking right. about me, but I'll take it. <laughs> oh, you're young. Come <laughs> yeah. on, sir. Uh-huh. So many who. <laughs> Uh, I'm, no, I'm, I am approaching the age where my doctor is going to start telling me to stop eating the red meat. So we'll, I'll, oh. I'll be more on board at that point, but uh, he hasn't said anything yet. But Are you he, also approaching the age where your doctor is younger than you? Because oh, that happened years ago. <laughs> that happened like a decade and a half ago. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's a young strapping lad. And I'm just like, you're still eating meat, aren't you? Anyway, <laughs> who knows? Uh, he could, he could be much more healthy than I am. Well, I know he is. Anywho. Well, again, Elizabeth, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for the information and the energy you brought to the podcast today. Kim, I loved this. This was fantastic. Thank oh, you. Oh my for gosh. Harder, right? I am so happy to have had Elizabeth on this podcast. It's just been delightful and fun and very energetic, which is great for me. Well, I hope that when you guys get together, you get to explore all sorts of different foods and break bread together that is vegan friendly and all that jazz. Um, I know you guys are going to have a great time. I, I look forward to maybe, uh, maybe we can post a group picture somewhere of the two oh, of yeah. you together and hang out. Cool. All right. Well, thank you both again. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Grego Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to Deep Impact Investing, the sustainable, responsible impact investing podcast that shows you how to invest like you give a damn. If you have questions about this podcast or topics you'd like to hear addressed on an upcoming podcast, email us at kim at horizonssfs.com. Join the conversation on Twitter at horizonssustfin or give us a call at 505-982-9661. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment. Only you and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services, Inc. and its financial professionals do not render tax or legal advice. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. None of this content may be used or duplicated without the express written agreement of the podcast host.